0: they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Hello. Welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a psychotherapist. My name is Brooke Brigham, and I'm an attorney, and I'm here with my sister. Hi, I'm Tess Brigham, and I'm a therapist. And today, we are going to be talking about Meghan Markle.
0: Ooh, everyone has feelings. Yes,
1: people have strong feelings about Meghan Markle. (laughs) And um, I have to admit that I've always gone back and forth about her. Sometimes I think she's great, and sometimes she annoys me. yes. And after doing some research for this podcast, I I feel like I understand her a lot better. Mm -hmm. And I also, um, I was just saying before we started that I think to understand Megan, you also have to understand Harry. Mm -hmm. Because obviously she's connected to him. That's how we know her. I didn't even know who she was. Well,
0: they I, I watched Suits. Oh, I'm so not proud of that. Never saw it. <laughs> For some reason, I started watching Suits a long time ago and was like, it's, it's one of those shows that it's so bad, but you kind of just keep watching it. Cause you're like, oh, you know, it's like, I'll have it on in the background. So mm. I just started, I don't know. I think I binged the first couple seasons and then once, uh, and then it started to get really bad. It started to get, go off the rails. Yeah, well it, it's not a great show though. It's meh.
1: yeah, they they you know she gets blamed, I feel, you know, for mm-hmm. for everything. And this really it's not really about her. Yeah. It's really about Harry's journey. And so we're going to talk about that and you know we'll talk we'll talk about her um you know just in general, but I one of the things I realized when I was Thinking about this, I think one of the reasons why she maybe triggers me a little bit is her confidence. Mm. She is so confident. And I feel like, you know, I have a lot of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. So when I look at her, I kind of feel jealous, Mm. you know, of how confident she is Mm -hmm. and how, you know, she just really is a – she's a self-made woman. Yes. And uh, goes – Things goes Mm -hmm. after what she wants, and I'm not saying she went after Harry or anything like that. But she's very confident, and Mm -hmm. she's an impressive person. So I think I think that's what maybe people get.
0: Well, I have some I have some feelings about that. I have some theories about that. But let's keep let's keep going. Okay, because I I agree with you. I too have moments of really loving her. I enjoyed her on Suits. I thought she was a decent actress. I mean, again, Suits is not the best show. It's like. It's hard to know how great of an actress she would be because the writing's not that great, but I do remember her on Suits. I thought she was good. I thought she was very beautiful and, um, you know, happy when she, you know, and Harry got together. And, um, but I've had, you know, I think much like most people, lots of highs and lows with um, with her and her. And, and again, this is what I why I wanted to talk about this is, how much of this is real and how much of this is her being, you know, just a real punching bag for the British tabloids and um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think she is very much a punching bag. Oh yeah. Um, Well, so yeah, I mean just a little bit of background on her. Um, So she was raised in Los Angeles and um you know from a young age she was pretty remarkable person she um when she was 11 she wrote a letter to procter and gamble Mm -hmm. complaining about their commercials because they were sexist yeah they always showed the women you know washing the dishes and they actually responded to her and uh changed their ads and uh there's footage of her i don't know she must have gone on some kind of tv show to picked it up and she talked about it and um you know, she went to uh, Immaculate Heart High School, which mm-hmm. is where I think that's where the Kardashians went, all-girls mm-hmm. Catholic
0: high school. And her, so her mom was a social, her mom's a social worker, right? Am I getting that right? Yeah, I believe so. And dad is, he works, he He's worked a in lighting, television. Lighting, okay, lighting tech. And in, uh, yeah, which he, is why they were in LA. Right. Yeah.
1: So her parents, so her mom is black, her dad is white. They separate when she's about two and then I think divorce when she's four or five. But, um, you know, they're all in the Los Angeles area and she, you know, had a relationship with her father growing up and then went to Northwestern in Chicago.
0: Which is not an easy school to get into. No, very impressive.
1: And my mom would want us to note she oh. was a Kappa Kappa Gamma. Oh, she was. <laughs> yes. As our mother was. Yes. yes. And, um, Yeah, she double majored in theater and something else, like another, and then an academic major. But again, you know, she's, uh, you know, very driven and she was a working actress for many years. And she married, uh, she was married before to Trevor Engelson. He was a film producer. And, um, and then she got the part on Suits, and that's what she became well known for. Mm-hmm. And she lived in Canada for nine months out of the year because it was filmed in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And she also had a um, a lifestyle blog called yeah, The, the TIG. Tig, yeah, which I think for like three years she had it until she started dating, or I think or at least probably once once they got engaged engaged, she shut it down but she had two clothing lines Mm. in canada so she she was doing a lot of different things she's always been um philanthropic and Mm -hmm. public service oriented and she was introduced to harry by a mutual friend of theirs
0: and um you know the rest is
1: history like say. Did
0: you get any, when you were doing research, because this is one of the, the things that people are very irritated with her about, that I've read this where she claimed she didn't really know who Harry was, that she didn't really know him. And I and I do wonder if if that was taken out of context, because if she really did say, I don't know quite who he is, then that's insane. Well, I don't know, you know, uh- A lot of Americans don't follow the royal family. But everybody knows. Everybody. You might not follow all the ins and outs, but every single person in the world knew Diana and knew those two children.
1: I think she knew of him. I don't think she was saying I'd never heard of him before. I think what she was saying was that she didn't really know much about him. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, we knew him as a child when Mm -hmm. we saw him at his mother's funeral. But you know unless you're a royal watcher yeah i i think what she meant was she
0: didn't know anything about harry as an adult yes. today and and so that is so that is one of those things and one of these comments that have been taken i think out of very context. much out of context and, and used as a way to villainize her. And people will always say like, you gotta be kidding me. She didn't Google him before, blah, 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 blah. And in my mind, I was thinking to myself, okay, she has to know who he is, but I also don't think that, and there's a lot of people out there, and I guess just because I've never really dated in this modern world because I've been married so long, but it's always fascinating to me how much people... They go on. They they get introduced to someone, and they're immediately like just scouring Google and scouring every last thing about them. I don't know if I would necessarily run out and Google someone if I was going to go on a date with them. People are so nutty about that. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. I think it was taken out of context,
1: and she's just people love her or hate her. It seems mm-hmm. like, although, you know, interestingly, when they got engaged, the Harry and her approval rating—it was very high. Yeah, in, people, in people, people 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 loved her. They were yeah. excited about it. I mean, look, their wedding was a huge deal. The streets were filled with people. Everyone mm-hmm. seemed so excited, and God, that turned so yes. quickly. Yeah, it just like what happened,
0: people. Uh, yeah, and that was the thing that I thought was of always thought was so strange because i think people really loved and she was different she wasn't the kind of quote unquote she wasn't kate middleton she didn't grow up around this you know she's a black woman once divorced she was 36 she was 36 you know and um older than him and she was this different um she wasn't typical princess and um so i think there was a lot of this excitement and she was American, right? And oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, isn't this great? So I don't quite understand when everything shifted. Like, I don't understand what happened here. Well, when did people start? Because again, I think people, I don't think it was, I don't think they did anything, anything differently. It's almost like the press decided, okay, let's start hating her. Yeah, it's
1: time. We're going to, well, they were, they were digging into her even before they, before the wedding, you know there was that famous headline where they said Harry's girl is almost straight out of Compton Oh yeah that's so before they even got mm-hmm. engaged I think but you know the british press is just they're awful but yeah everyone was excited about them getting married and um it it really shifted and it shifted quickly cuz she she okay like she I just think she was completely unprepared Mm -hmm. you know and this is a very american trait where it's like well i'm gonna get in there and i'm gonna just you know do the best i can i mean she's pumped up and excited Mm -hmm. she probably saw this as a great opportunity and uh and as soon as she started you know trying to just kind of be herself Mm -hmm. they were like oh whoa 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 yeah you know no we tell you what to do, mm-hmm. you know. And in that famous um, interview with Oprah, they refer – she and Harry both referred to the monarchy as the firm yes. or the institution. Mm-hmm. And I I was asking our mom, I said, well, what does that mean? Like, who is the firm? Is it a bunch of guys in suits who, like, tell you what to do? Is it the royal family? And, and you know, I'm not – I'm still kind of unsure, like, who – Who is the firm? firm? But I think it's a combination of both. You know, I think that obviously like big picture things probably come from the queen. And then the more like the detailed Mm -hmm. minutiae stuff comes from these people, you know, these Mm -hmm. white men who, you know, make up the rules and institute the practices and procedures. But nobody prepared her, nor probably could they have prepared her. Yeah. And, you know, it's just her her whole Experience highlights the differences between Americans and, um, you know, Britons. I mean, it's just, we just have a different attitude. Yeah. You know, we have a completely different outlook on life and view on life. And uh, it just it, it just doesn't work. It yeah. Doesn't
0: well, work. this was one of the things with Megan that I've always gone back and forth on, which is on the one hand, I, I am very much like, God, nothing could really prepare you for that. And I do agree with you. And I too have been in those moments and times where I've been like, I can handle that, no worries. And I've gotten into it and been like, oh shit, I can't handle this. So I do understand that part. And then there's this other part of me that kind of feels like, okay, you're a smart woman, you've watched things, you've seen things, like you've got to maybe have a better sense of how, how this is going to be. Um, and again, I think that that's always been one of these pieces about what does it mean to be a princess? Because I think this is the part stay with me on this. Like, this is the part I think that women especially have such a hard time with is on the one hand, there is that fantasy of meeting the guy and being a princess and being swept up into this, this royal kind of fantasy. And then there's this other part of us that really hates that and hates that idea of how women are, you know, expected to, or we only want to meet some kind of prince and be swept off her feet and all of that kind of stuff, right? Like, I think that she represent she represented this more modern princess and um this more idea of a modern woman and how she would be if she was quote unquote this princess in our world today and that's why I think a lot of stuff gets projected on her cuz I think we're all projecting our own thoughts or beliefs about how women should be or how, you know, what it means to be a princess or what it means to be, you know, um i don't know royal or whatever it is um yeah i
1: think that she, in her optimism she thought that that they were ready for a more modern princess mm-hmm. and they were not yeah at all and um and it all happened very quickly yes, too. you know she met him they got engaged in i think less than a year they got married within, you know, a few months, and then she got pregnant within a few months. This mm-hmm. all happened very quickly, and she was just completely unprepared. And so famously, the there's a footage of them where one night, so she's about six months pregnant, and they have to go to some charity event, mm-hmm. and they're there, you know, smiling and trying to play the part, and... um harry well both of them tell the story about how uh right before they went to that event she confided in him that she was having suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. she had kind of made a plan in her head about mm-hmm. um what she was uh, going to do about it and she and it was like wow that was fast mm-hmm. you know because i think she felt like you know, they took away her passport. She every her every day, every move, everything was controlled. Mm-hmm. I don't think they cared
0: what she had to say. Yeah, no, they did not care what she had to you say. You know,
1: it, and I think she just all of a sudden felt very trapped. She probably they, they probably weren't very nice to her. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, and I'm sure it sounds like there's a million and one rules that no one wants to tell you about that you have to just figure out on until, until you get there. Until you again. get there.
1: Well, they immediately started criticizing them like I guess they spent two and a half million pounds renovating mm-hmm. the place, their cottage where they lived which they later paid back but you know it just started right away like everything
0: that they did uh, was criticized mm-hmm. and um yeah they made fun of her avocado like she liked avocado toast so it was like or she you know some friend of her said oh she's a master at making avocado toast so now they're like well, avocados are expensive and you're using, I mean, just every little thing that she did. But it, so yeah. it started actually right before the wedding, because she tells that story on Oprah about how it wasn't, she didn't make Kate cry. Kate made her cry about something having to do with the weddings and the little girls and the tights or something like that. some some something like that. But they were already reporting right. on, so it was already, it was like, oh, my God, this is amazing and wonderful. She's so great. And then all of a sudden the tabloids are like, okay, let's find whatever dirt we can on her. Let's expose every last thing about her. And they
1: criticized the parts about the wedding because she had, you know, it was kind of like for everything they did at the wedding, she had her own thing. So, like, they had, you know, the old white, you know, archbishop of whoever. Mm Mm-hmm give a, a sermon and then she had a black pastor from mm-hmm. you know, Los Angeles come and give a sermon. And then mm-hmm. they have like the choir and then they had a black gospel choir and
0: people criticized that. Yeah, and It was like, whoa, whoa, Which, whoa, wow. whoa, wait a minute. Probably made the wedding a lot more fun. <laughs> Probably a lot more entertaining. But yeah, and
1: it just, it started in right away and very quickly escalated to the point where, you know, less than a year later, she's suicidal. Mm-hmm. So, You know, I who I don't know what else went on. All we know is what she what they've told Oprah. Yes,
0: yes. (laughs) Who's the and what they're willing to share. Yeah. And so, Harry, I was. I want to hear about Harry. Yeah, because you seem to have done a lot more the 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 second born. And yes, we were just talking about his book Spare, which I think is going to be so good. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he called it Spare. Yeah. Is who you know yeah it's coming mm.
1: out i think in january can't wait yes um well yeah so i rewatched. i had watched this a while ago but oprah and harry did a series on apple tv called the me you can't see and it was mm-hmm. all about mental health and they profiled several people who had mental health is struggles. everyone
0: famous no oh okay he's the he's only, the only famous really one. famous person. actually one of the i'll have to check that out. one of
1: the people i think is robin williams son
0: Mm. yes
1: but otherwise, they're, they're not famous. He's the only famous person. But they profile him and his mm-hmm. struggles with mental health. And he had talked about this even before he met Megan. It was kind of one of his causes mm-hmm. because he suffered, uh, obviously, after the death of his mother, suffered a lot, oh, struggled yes. with anxiety and um, feelings, you know, PTSD, whatever, all kinds of his whole life. And so he goes through his story with Oprah and he talks about how his mother um, dies and basically it's kind of never spoken of again. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it was never talked about, let alone, you know, you know, therapy. That would that would be out of the question, Um, you know. And as he got into his teen years, he started experiencing anxiety and um, he said the best time in his life was the the 10 years he spent in the military mm. because he was just a regular person and didn't get any special treatment. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think he had a lot of bitterness towards his father and his brother that had been brewing for years. He said that his father basically said, well, you know, I had to go through these things. I had to do this and i had to live like this and so you do
0: do too yeah well charles you had your mother right up until a month ago you had your mom the whole time
1: and that just didn't make sense to harry he said you know well if you suffered why would you then want your child to suffer Mm you think that you would want to you know make sure they didn't suffer and he said that william basically told him you know This is just the way it is. Go with the program. It would be a lot easier if you just would, you know, do what they say and go with the program. So he's very much like Diana's son and really bucked the system. Mm -hmm. And I think he was unhappy for a very, very long time. And he said that he really didn't get serious help for it until he met Megan. Mm -hmm. He said he was very angry. And she saw that. Mm -hmm. And she kind of said to him, you know... If if this relationship is going to work out, you you need to get some help mm-hmm. because you just have so much anger, um, which of course is, you know, just you know, the underlying is just pain and sadness yeah. that yeah. he just never dealt with. And so he did, he he's, you know, started doing therapy and um and so he said, you know, when he after they got married, all, he's seeing history repeating itself. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: he's seen, very famously talking about that on the Oprah.
1: Yeah, that he's seeing his wife being completely uh, treated horribly by everybody, um, not being seen or heard. Nobody cares. Not, you know, he said every time we would ask the firm for mm-hmm. something, some sort of accommodation, some sort, of, it was always like, nope, 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 mm-hmm. nope. And the fam, no, no support from the family, no support from anyone. It, mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, just shut up and do your job. You know, do, yeah. what, do what we tell you to do. And he was like, you know, my mom was hunted down and killed um, in a car with a man she was dating who wasn't white. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm not gonna let that happen. Yeah. He's like, I am not gonna lose. I'm not gonna lose my wife, and I'm not gonna be left to like. You know, have to raise this baby by myself. You Mm -hmm. know, because I mean, he was very clear. Yeah, like where this was was headed, Mm -hmm. and you know, and it was very angry at his um family. And you know, they said someone. I think my bet is that it's Charles Mm -hmm. made some comment about you know how dark the baby was going to be, and. You know, just a lot of stuff. and
0: Well, one of the things, sorry, one of the things that Megan talked about in that Oprah interview is how much, like, she wasn't really part of these conversations. So Harry would have to go back to his family. So it wasn't even like the two of them could go in together and say, hey, this is what's going on. She had no voice. She had no voice. So she would have to talk to Harry. Harry would have to sort of take in what she needed and wanted, and how do I do this, and go back to her, back to his dad, and talk to him about it. And so what I think is so fascinating about this, just this entire situation is what I see a lot of at work with people, right? Like one of the big issues and why why so many people or why millennials, quote unquote, have such a bad rap is because, you know, millennials really came into the world and came into the workforce and was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like, us Gen Xers, like just take a job and do it for the rest of my life. You know, there is no, there's no healthcare is falling apart. Yeah. There's no, no um, there's no pensions. Off there's no anything. Yeah. So I'm going to go and enjoy my life. And I think that that was what's so interesting about this is, is that how rigid the firm or this, like how much they are so determined to hold on to what they think is, they assume that tra- because it's tradition, it's right. Just because we've been doing something over and over and over again, doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Yeah, And that was the problem was that they, you know, they could have had the firm or whatever, they, they did have an opportunity here and Charles, you know, they all had an opportunity to do things differently to like say, okay, maybe we don't Have the, you know, maybe we do treat this particular couple differently. Maybe we do do it this way or do it that way or give them more leeway or stand up for them, whatever it is. And that's a lot of what we're seeing in the workforce and what we're seeing all over is young people are coming up saying, you know, just because this race, we've been enduring racism doesn't mean we have to keep enduring it. Just Mm -hmm. because we, you know, women have been treated this way or whatever it is. And so I think that's the part that's so fascinating and that she's the one that's been the villain yeah, in all it's, of this. this is
1: all yeah that she is blamed for you know this family uh, rift and for harry leaving and it's like i just get the sense this was much more harry's idea mm-hmm. and they even said to the firm you know can we go live like in another Commonwealth? Can we live in Canada? Yeah, New
0: Zealand, Uh, there's some other place.
1: They were were even willing to go to, you know, Africa. They didn't care. They -hmm. were like, we just can't live under these conditions. Mm -hmm. We're happy to go live somewhere and work on behalf of the Commonwealth and whatever. But no, no, can't do that. No. Um, You know, they wanted to sort of curtail their duties, maybe do less. no. No, and Megan tells a story on uh, one of her podcasts. I've listened to a couple of them, but um, she tells a story about how um, when Archie was a baby, they went oh, on yes. a trip yes, I to heard that somewhere in Africa, yeah. right? So they get to the place where they're staying, and they immediately have to leave and go off to some engagement. And so they leave Archie with the nanny, and the nanny was going to put him down for a nap, and she thought to herself, you know, before I put him down for a nap, I'm just gonna go upstairs and get a, something to eat. Mm-hmm. So if I'll bring Archie with me, and
0: um, and just, apparently she would wrap the baby on her. Yeah, like yeah, because she, she was from she was from Africa. I don't I mean, know, but she she said she would just wrap wrap her in one of those. Yeah, when well, like, you take
1: those long, yeah, I don't know what they're called, but yeah, you you like wrap the baby to your body. So she did that. She goes upstairs. Okay, while she's upstairs getting a snack. The nursery catches on fire. Mm-hmm. There's like a radiator in there, something that, and a curtain catches on fire. No
0: smoke alarm. No smoke
1: detector. Right next to the
0: crib where mm-hmm. she was
1: going to put him down. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then Harry and Megan come back from their engagement,
0: and they're told this. Mm-hmm. And, and the what- and the poor the poor nanny's devast. You know, she's crying. You know, she's freaking yeah. out. Understandably. Well,
1: yeah. And can you imagine? Like you you hear that your child just narrowly escaped.
0: Death, because this and, woman wanted a snack,
1: right? And then they're like, "Well, time to leave now. We got to yeah. go on to your next engagement." Mm-hmm. So that's sort of like a microcosm of yeah. like what the, their feelings don't matter. Nope, what they just went through, what they are experiencing, doesn't matter. All that matters is we have this schedule mm-hmm. and we have to keep to it. So let's go. So that <laughs> that's yeah. unsustainable, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's 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 so fascinating to look at it and the world that we live in today just how and i think the pandemic has really forced i think forced people and forced companies to finally talk about mental health and talk about Mm -hmm. how your mental health health does affect that mental health is health and that just like breaking a leg, mental health issues does make it impossible for you to do certain things and that you do need a break. Like if your child almost burns up in a fire, you have, you know, that the kind and reasonable thing to do is to say, okay, let's cancel this event. But no, no, not yeah. for these, not for those two. And I think that, um, and what's interesting too is when they decided to make, they made this decision to leave, they called it Megxit, mm-hmm. not Harry exit <laughs> or Meghan yeah. Harry exit. Like well, again, Megxit. She's blamed. She's to blame because, and I think it's very easy to blame her because, right, it was her presence that, you know, she, sh- oh, she shows up now and now Harry wants to leave the monarchy. Right. And but um, he wanted to leave yes. a long time ago. And that's the other part of it too, is is that I don't know, maybe things will once this book of his comes out, maybe things will start to shift and people will see that it wasn't because the narrative has been that she's pulled him along and yanked him. And it's like it looks like maybe it was him grabbing yeah. her saying, We gotta get the F out of here before the shit hits the fan. I
1: think she was willing to stick it out and try. Much longer mm-hmm. than, than, you know, She, I think she would have kept, ca- he was, he had this moment of clarity mm-hmm. where he knew that like, if we don't leave, what happened to my mom is going to happen to her. And I think he was the catalyst mm-hmm. and nobody in the family was, was supporting them. And yeah, I
0: mean, how old, how old was Harry again when Diana died? 10 he or was 12? 11 or 12. He was 12 and William was 14. He was 12.
1: He said he was almost
0: 13, I think. He was 12, yeah. Yeah. So you really have to think about that from a perspective of... Because I have a son. He's almost 15 I don't know what he would do if I died. <laughs> he would fall apart. I mean, you know, imagine, especially for boys, you have these two boys. This is your mother. Your mother has been just the light. She's the one that gives you all the comfort. Cause I don't think Charles is comfort oh, God. comforting is- at all. And here you have this mother who was so wonderful to you. And so we all so affectionate and loving and wonderful. And that, and and probably a a bright spot and my guess is I think Diana probably shielded them from a lot of this other grapple mm-hmm. I think she really allowed them to you know not be so caught up in um, being a royal and and then that's ripped away from you yeah. just ripped away from you instantaneous and you're 12 years old you haven't, you haven't even gone through puberty yet you're going through puberty it's like the worst time for anybody 12 Ooh, 13 right. is such a hard age both of them and and then it's It's gone. And I feel
1: like, I think I read this somewhere, that she knew because of the dynamic of Harry being, quote unquote, the spare. Yes. That she needed to give him extra Mm -hmm. attention and make him feel extra special. Yeah. And you could tell when you see these old clips, she's so affectionate with him. She is always like Mm. has him. She's like wrapped her arms around him. She's physically... You know, William is always off, Mm -hmm. you know, and she she just really – she protected him and, yeah, he was completely lost and then later, you know, when he got older, he started, you know, uh, drinking and self-medicating and just anything – just to get his mind off of, I mean, God, what an awful childhood yeah. like, after that. I mean.
0: Well, and also William, you know, it sounds like William's a lot more like dad. And I think mm-hmm. William might be someone who's like, let's go along to get along. And, you know, this is my place and I'm fine with it. And here I go. And I think Harry's just always been more sensitive and more mm-hmm. of, you know, he, I think he, he would, even if he was the firstborn, I think he, would you know, just his personality as such that he needed, he really needed his mom. Mm-hmm. And um, no, it's it's really heartbreaking. And here he is, he met this woman, he's fallen in love, and he just wants to have babies with her and he wants this life. And I don't blame him for running in the opposite direction,
1: yeah. but
0: everybody blamed her. Oh yeah, I know. I just, I was looking for like, I was trying to figure out
1: like all the reasons why, um, you know, the British people hate her. yeah and and i literally googled like what people hate (laughs) megan markle in britain and And why are they there's actually there are lists okay okay one she's american okay two she's black Uh uh-huh three her family history her parents are divorced and she has kind of an estranged yeah we haven't even gotten into what samantha markle her father Mm -hmm. and then she's an actor i guess that's unsavory Mm -hmm. to them Goes against royal family tradition, is blamed for the royal split, mm-hmm. you know, the split between Harry and William and Charles again. Um, they also don't like their, well, this is like a Harry and Meghan thing. They don't like their mixed messaging, you know, like they they fly all these private jets, yet they're, you know, trying to say mm-hmm. you know, save the environment, whatever. But that's stupid. But anyway... Um. Yeah. They they thought that. Oh, people thought the wedding was too black. Um. She has. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a new one. Uh. She has Oy. an agenda to modernize the royal family.
0: Yes. See, that's that's what yeah. it is, and it's almost like no, no, no. We can't possibly. Right. You know. Oh God forbid we we move into a more modern world. Right. What? Well, so yeah. What is this agenda exactly? Yeah. All she wanted was she doesn't want you a to be little be racist. more personal
1: freedom, yes. and and for people to stand up to her. That's probably another big part of it. They did not the 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 royal family, the firm, whoever. They didn't protect her from the press. Like mm-hmm. they didn't fight back. They didn't mm-hmm. do anything. I mean, they didn't they didn't do anything for Diana either. I mean, you come on you. Can't tell me that they don't have any
0: power. Oh, they—they they do. I'm to sure they do.
1: This constant yeah. attack. Well,
0: and that was the issue. I think we I read that in the Cut article, the Cut mm-hmm. article that you shared with me, which is that Megan and Harry, you know, after all being slammed, that, you know, technically there's a way in which you release your child's photo. Mm-hmm. And it was Archie's photo. And I think Megan and Harry, I think they were basically like, why am I going to share my photo with you people who hate me, <laughs> who are laughing, you know, who right. are stalking me. Making I, fun comments about my child. Yeah. Yeah, and, skin color. And so before I'm even gonna show them to people that I love, that I care about. Yeah. And so they decided they created their own Instagram handle and put it up there. And so they were quote unquote bucking tradition. I will say that this is so this is a little bit of where I think, and it's interesting that you talked about the confidence piece because I think this is a little bit of where Megan loses people, which is and I and I do wonder if it's maybe something that will get better because it maybe change a little bit, which is this when she was on Oprah and she was talking about what was going on, that there's something about that. We were fleeing Europe. We were fleeing great Britain. We were coming here. We were homeless. And then Tyler Perry said, you can stay at my guest house or my other house in Montecito. And Oh my God, we found refuge now. I do believe that in for them at that time it did feel like they were fleeing. It felt like they were out of nowhere and I read in that cut article which is apparently Tyler Henry Tyler Henry. Why do I keep saying That's he's he's <laughs> not the medium. Not psychic. the medium, sorry. Tyler Tyler Perry. Perry, Tyler Perry. That Tyler Perry had reached out to her, yeah. didn't know her, had reached out to her and said Hey, I see what you're going through, you know, kind of just like, wow, you're going into this really difficult thing. And, hey, I'm here for you. I know we don't know each other, but, you know. He said this is a bit, when they got engaged, he said
1: this is a big deal. Yes. And I think he had some foreshadowing that she was going to run into problems. And he said, if you ever need anything, Mm -hmm. please contact me. So,
0: I do believe that as she's telling the story from her perspective, she did feel like she was fleeing. She did feel like they were homeless that she did feel like they were like, how are we going to pay for all this? How are we going to make this happen for ourselves? It's the word choice. Yes. And then she talks about Tyler Perry and Montecito. And I think that that's really where she lost a lot of people because Mm -hmm. we, you know, you're fleeing to Montecito, you know, no one, she, that obviously, It was like, yes, you were going to land somewhere. Yes, you were going to have a home. Yes, things were going to be paid for. Yes, you'd find ways of making work. And I think that a lot of people felt like she was being, and it was. It was a little kind of insensitive, like the way she overly phrased, dramatic, overly dramatic, and also I think it felt very dramatic. I'm not trying to yeah. like say it didn't feel dramatic to her, but I think that you know if you're just sitting there at home and you're trying to figure out how to pay your electric bill, that can feel a little frustrating to listen to this woman complain, which I don't think she was complaining. I think she was telling us the story, but I think. I think those are those moments. Do you know what I mean? I think it's these, these little moments where she says things that you're kind of like, okay, Megan, like I just wish, I just wish, and maybe she didn't, it got cut out, but I just kind of wish she would have said, listen, I understand that, you know, that being here in Montecito, we're very, very lucky and that, you know, obviously it was great that we had this celebrity friend that could give us this place and we're very, very grateful. I think that she needs to kind of humanize herself sometimes and I think that's the problem is that, she doesn't humanize herself um, enough, and I think she is more of a casual, laid-back, fun person, but I don't think we see that. And I think that there's a part of her, because she talks about that in the article, I think there's a part of her that still feels pressure to be a princess, right. to still sort of show up in the world. She still has the title. In, as, an, you know, as whatever we project a princess should yeah. be. So I think that that's where we see this, and, you know, even still, like when, when you would see interviews with Diana, even though Diana, you know, lived this kind of what we perceived as a big lifestyle, lavish lifestyle, she was very human. There was a real connection to it. And in, in that, and I don't think Megan does that as well as, and I think again, I think it's who she is. And I think it's what you're talking about is that confidence. And her age when and she age that too. Diana was 19. Yeah.
1: You know, she didn't have an identity. she never had an identity outside of being mm-hmm. Princess Diana. Megan had a whole life. She yes. she was had a successful life, a successful career. She had her own money. And you know, if they had her pass if they had control of her passport, maybe they had control of all their money. Mm-hmm. Maybe it really was more of a fleeing situation. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't know. How do they it's not like they have uh, I'm sure he doesn't carry around a wallet with yeah. money in it or have I mean how well, they 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 might not have had access to any money.
0: Yeah. No, I can I can believe all that. I think it's just like some of the things she was talking about the paying the whole big thing about security that mm-hmm. if we leave they're not going to pay for security for archie or for them anymore which is a little bit of like wait a second you know we still we still need a lot of security here well, they never
1: had security to begin with that was one of the things i think they were trying to negotiate because yeah one of the things she complained about was that they didn't give archie a title mm-hmm. and or security well, I did some research on that. Mm. Actually, I found this out when the queen died, when they were talking about uh-huh. these rules about royals. So only children and grandchildren of the sitting monarch get titles. Mm. So at the time, when Elizabeth was alive, um, Archie was was a great grandchild. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't have gotten a title or security anyway. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the big deal was about it. She acted like they were withholding something mm-hmm. from him. So I don't really understand that. And I can understand the security issue. We live in a strange world, yes. And so, for them to come from being protected all the time to just being walking the streets of Montecito mm-hmm. <laughs> to mean streets of
0: Montecito. Well, it's obviously still have security. You got a sense of that when you were reading that cut article, but yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I don't know. I just think you know, it was just a lot. It, it, it was a lot to process. And she was postpartum and. Mm-hmm. for part of this time, and then she was pregnant with the second child for part of this mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. So, you know, I just think you're – but, yeah, she just – her word choice was poor probably, mm-hmm. but she was just – that was just her experience, how she perceived yeah.
0: it. Yeah. And so so some of these phrases, they can be a little difficult, yeah. and you're just kind of like, mm-hmm. You know, you 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 want to be there for her, but you're just like, okay, you know, dial it back. Yeah, just because, be normal. Because even in the Cut article, they talk about how they went to go see this home, which is like a $15, $14, 15000000 million home. And her being like, oh, I really want to get this house. How can we afford it? How can we do this and that? Like every other couple in the world, you go and see a house and say, oh, this is so great. You know, I think it's just it's hard. It's like, it's obviously it's a different kind of life, you know, there in Montecito, you know, it's, it's your life there. But I think that that's, that, that you, there is that feeling of this disconnect. Like, I think people want her to be people's princess, but you're telling us about your home in Montecito, or you're telling us about fleeing and, you know, staying in Tyler Perry's, you know, guest home. It's, it's a little like, okay. You know, you're, you're trying to do that with her. But, Mm -hmm. um, and then they came here and they were going to do the, and this has also been like controversy about this, is they signed all these big deals. They signed big Netflix deals, deals with Spotify, deals with Oprah to talk about all these things. And just like you get upset with Kim Kardashian and the law, I get a little upset with some of the parentary and the mental health stuff. Like I get, there's a little bit of, I understand, Prince Harry struggles with mental illness, and he's a very famous person. And so people want, you know, he's going to be the the person out there that's going to speak for it. But it is a little frustrating when you're like, okay, you know, it's something that you're an expert in, like <laughs> – okay, you know, like, give him tons of money to endorse your product or give him but all this what is stuff. He,
1: what is he doing? He
0: is, well, I worked for, for the mental health. Well, you know, he's, he's the chief innovation officer at Better Better Up, which I've worked with in the past, which is a coaching platform. And it's just a little frustrating, like, okay, you're going to spend all this money on, on getting Prince Harry here so that you can raise your you know, now everyone's like, ooh, Prince Harry is part of Better Up and so therefore it's special. And it's a little bit of like, oh, come on. You know, like, why don't you just pay us more? It's just, I'm just, I get a little frustrated and I I have, I've been asked to, you know, comment on, you know, Simone Biles is, you know, doing this thing. And and, um, this person is talking about this. I think it's good for these famous people to talk about mental health and to bring it to the forefront. It's just more of just like, but when they start to take a job, <laughs> that could be mm-hmm. but they're, for not, someone, they're not counseling people. I, that, they're, they're counseling they're just, people. They're just, they're just, but they're a placeholder. It's, it's like, but no, you're, you're I don't know. I, it's hard for me to explain, but you know how you feel when Kim Kardashian says, I'm a lawyer? It's that same feeling of like. Not saying that they're a therapist. No, I understand. They're trying to bring attention. They're trying to bring attention to it. I understand. Yeah, I do. And I and I think it's great that he did this thing with Oprah. I'm going to watch it now because I didn't. I didn't never heard of it. Um. So I I agree with all of that, and I'm glad that he's being out there and and more personable about it. I just get a little frustrated. That's all. Hmm. But I had heard a rumor that apparently. Um, Netflix, this is an article that I, I read that Netflix is upset with that Netflix, there's a show, they have a Netflix show and they, Netflix really wants to air that show. And after around the time that they release the new season of the crown, but I guess Harry and Megan wanted to push that because there are some things that are different in his book than what they see on the, on the show. So I guess there's some kind of controversy now. So their that, show is a documentary type, docu-series so, of, their, of their life. Yes. So I think this is one of the, the narratives that we see. And this is what I always question is, how, not that they're lying to us, but I don't know how to say it. It's like, it, it does still feel like they they still are showing us a version of themselves that maybe isn't necessarily who they are Mm -hmm. and i think that's what i when i read articles about megan when i see this i do wonder if like is this really is this you or is this who you want me to think you are i'm sure and i don't think there's anything wrong with her deciding like no i'm going to show you who I'm going to show you a version of myself. I'm never going to show you all of who I am. And I understand that. But I do wonder if we really know them. Like, I think that's the feeling. Like, there's a feeling of, like, some celebrities, you feel like, I really know you. But this, I don't feel like I know her. Well, because they're coming from a place where they've both been so
1: hyper-critiqued, criticized, analyzed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like they can't win because... They have to, (laughs) if they just are just raw themselves, Mm -hmm. people are going to rip them to shreds. Yes. So they have to be very careful and they have to, about how they're coming across. Mm -hmm. And and like we were just talking about, like the way she's describing things. I mean, everything that they do or say is just going to be, you know, picked apart. And so... Yeah. I don't know. What, what do you do?
0: Yeah. I don't know. How, how, do
1: how do you, you can't win.
0: Well, and so I swear to God, every time she releases a podcast, this archetypes podcast, someone writes an article about it in the page six and everything that she talks about in this podcast is picked apart. And so I went back and I listened to, cause the one thing that people were talking about is her comments about Neil deal or no deal, but how she felt like the, the topic for the Archetype show was bimbo, the word bimbo, and what does it mean, and this idea of that if you're beautiful, you can't be smart for women, and um, so she talked about her time at Deal or No Deal and feeling like it's, you know, she didn't like to be subjected that way, and she was grateful for the job, but at the same time, she, you know, she didn't really like being seen as someone who just gets a spray tan and blah, 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 so... But did you see on the news that happened when she she talked about that? There was so much stuff like the view was commenting, this person was commenting, mm-hmm. this person was commenting about it. So I went and I listened to it and I'm like, "Oh yeah, we really are making a big deal out of nothing. Yeah. Like she's just telling a story and and how she felt uh-huh. at the yeah. time." And Well, and the show her show Archetypes is very different than our podcast. <laughs> hers is obviously very well produced yeah. you know they've got producers they've got people out there well, getting clips or producer steve yes <laughs> <We have laughs> but steve but he he's did... not he's not getting clips he's not from getting us. content yeah. yeah but they're they're you know it's a it's a they she, there's obviously a lot of money behind the show yeah and it's well produced and yeah she sits down and writes out this little thing about her feelings about the word bimbo and this is her story of deal or no deal and that gets completely picked apart I listened to the first episode with Serena Williams. Yeah, I listened to that one. Which was good. Yeah. It was a little bit like, I don't like it when people have their friends on. It gets a little, like people need, you know, like, oh, Serena, remember when you told me this? And oh yeah, Megan about, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I know you guys know each other, you're friends. Um, but um, I thought that was good. And then I listened to the Bimbo one. And I haven't listened to any of the other ones. But I was just like, oh, this is a good podcast. Like, it's well done. She eats. It's very clear it's on what she's doing. Guests. She's basically talking about, you know, various, you know, things in pop culture and the zeitgeist. And yeah, that's it. And she gets big people. Yeah. She's Meghan Markle. Yeah. I think I just, yeah, people just love to hate her. Even mm-hmm. Americans now. It's not, just, yes. it's not just the it Brits. It is funny. The Brits, I went to this barbecue a couple months ago right around the time that the queen passed away. And I was talking to someone who is British and he lives here now. And I asked him about Meghan Markle. Oh, my God. I couldn't even get the her whole name out of my mouth before. <laughs> He's like, oh, she's the worst. And his big thing was that she he feels like she has, you know, she spits upon the monarchy and blah, 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 blah. I mean, really oh angry God. about her. And... It's just like, okay, you, you know. You know, I mean, come on. What?
1: Why would she go through, she, go through all that, get married, do all that, like, wh- or what, her plan all along was just to get in there and, you know, mm-hmm. spit on the monarchy? Well, the- one,
0: one theory I've heard is that she th- saw herself as being like, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to be like the Oprah of Britain. I'm going to be the... the- People thought that she was going to, you know, use her, that she thought she was going to be some kind of like different kind of princess. And and I think probably in theory, in her mind, maybe she shared with someone like, I'm going to get the, in there and I'm going to do things my way and I'm going to do it differently. And we're going to have this different kind of life. And isn't this great? I think, again, I think something that's like a little little thread of something. Someone just pull, you know, one little comment or something that she says someone pulls on it and makes it a huge story. But that was, I've heard that tale too, where she wanted to go in and be, you know, her own version of a princess and kind of have this sort of Oprah lifestyle kind of guru way of being. And that when people didn't accept that, that she she and Harry ran off so that they could have that kind of life for themselves here,
1: mm. I don't know.
0: I yeah, mean, this sounds very calculated
1: yeah. for something that happened really quickly. I mean, look, she met the guy on a blind date. Yeah, she and fell in love. They fell in love. That all happened very, very fast. Um, you know, she was unprepared. He was unprepared. Everyone was unprepared. That's why it just doesn't work to have an American mm-hmm. in that role. Yeah. It really doesn't work. And, you know, it was a huge deal that Kate Middleton was yes. a commoner. Yes. But she's
0: British and she plays the game. Oh, yeah. Waity Katie. That's what and they called her. She for yeah. 10 years for him to. Yeah. And we don't know. I don't know anything about Kate Middleton. I know very, yeah. very little. I don't know how that woman had three children. and is so fucking skinny. I really want to know about that. <laughs> what What's her? What is she eating? Or did she really have those? Oh, yeah. Things? <laughs> but i think the only thing that we really know about her is she has very difficult pregnancies and so she's super sick during some of these pregnancies i'm sure they're real kind are about it um but yeah i mean and i think that that she was that's been who kate middleton is you're right like yeah it's it's easier quote unquote when the person does it very young and kind of just jumps right in Well, Mm -hmm. yeah. And
1: I mean, the entire monarchy is based on, um,
0: it's based on
1: blood and lineage and, Mm -hmm. you know, birthrights and all this kind of stuff. So, of course, (laughs) oh, it's shocking Mm -hmm. that you bring in, you know, an American of another race. Oh, and it didn't work out. Mm. Wow. Shocking. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's just, everyone just got so excited about it, but. Yeah. Unfortunately, it went nowhere.
0: Well, and also just to blame, I mean, this whole thing, too, of like, oh, my God, she ripped Harry away from William and their relationship and brothers and, and all of that. And it's a little bit of like, I think it sounds like based on what you're telling me, I don't think Harry has really enjoyed his brother all that much, as much as maybe people think they got yeah. along. or And I think that, again, you know, I think that Harry, if Harry had Harry wasn't going to do what his own father did, which is, hey, Diana, get along. This is just how it is. F you. I'm going to go have an affair over here. I think that he decided, like, I've got to this is my wife now and I've got to fight for my family. And really, truly, you know, if you're with clients that I work with, I always say that the family that you have that that you're building like that needs to be your number one priority. Mm -hmm. You cannot you cannot go to your now wife and say, you know, my mother wants you to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, you need to defend your wife to your mother. Like this is your, your family of origin is no longer the most, your biggest priority. It's your new family that you're building. Yeah. And that's essentially what Harry did is he said, I'm going to protect the family that I have. Yeah. This family that I'm building on my own. And if I have to lose these other people along the way, I will, because that's more important to me. And I doubt that he says to them, you can never visit me. (laughs) Like, go away. I'm sure they would, you know, be thrilled. But they're choosing to kind of stay away and not.
1: Yeah, they're trying to establish their own life and, you know. Yeah. Raise their family and whatnot.
0: And yeah. beautiful Montecito.
1: Yeah, and I really thought that article in the cut. I I didn't really like how snarky the um the, the writer the author was.
0: Oh. I didn't think it was that snarky.
1: It was kind of, It there were a lot of things where I felt like she was the way she described things that Megan said. I felt it was snarky. Like I don't know. Mm. I thought it was. I don't know. Kind of went back and forth between just sort of straight you know, mm-hmm. reporting what, what she said,
0: but then she'd comment on certain things. I don't know. I think, I do think that, the, I think it's right now it's become almost like a, um. oh, it's, I think the snarkiness comes from a place of just the fact that they live in a totally different world. I think like Montecito feels like this very foreign place, and it's like the Kardashians, you know, anytime the Kardashians complain about anything, they're like, why are you complaining, Kardashians? Yeah, you, you have everything you're and you're the rich and you're beautiful and blah, 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 blah. And it's a little bit, I think it's the same thing that, um, that if, you know, if you're, if you're this wealthy, if you're this famous, if you're this beautiful, you should not complain and you should not have problems. And if you do, don't tell anybody right. about them yeah. and don't, don't share them. Yet we complain about them not being human enough, and right, yeah, it's the same same cycle.
1: Yeah, it is. Damned if
0: you do, damned if you don't. Well, you know what? I was very, I, I'm not. I wasn't anti Megan, but I feel like you've really convinced me. Like I'm much more than Megan's. You know, I'm with you. I, I, you're right. She, I did always feel like she got blamed for everything. I thought that, that so Megan's Harry's girl, straight out of Compton, is so hello i mean so horrendously racist and oh you've got to be kidding me i mean i do i was on that but i still had my moments with her of being like i think it's sort of like you know gwyneth paltrow some of these other people that you're just like oh okay fine you know like yes i think you have good intentions but sometimes it's just a little like a little much
1: yeah yeah no she hasn't been given um fair shake Mm -hmm. in my opinion yeah we'll see i mean i hope she writes a book yeah that would be that would be good and i think she said in that article that you know someday she was going to she wasn't ready yet yes Um, but wait for her children to get a little bit older yeah and just have some more time pass
0: oh but that was the other thing that like she talked about her morning routine i guess on the podcast and then everyone picked that up and You know, talked about how oh Megan's complaining because she has to bring a baby down and do this and do that. It's like oh my god, okay, she's just telling you about her morning routine. <laughs> you know what we all have the right to complain.
1: It's hard <laughs> to be a parent, and we all even have with r- nannies, it's yeah, hard to be. We all have the right to complain about it. God, I mean, just again, just because she's rich mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you know it's easier for her to get her kids. Moving in the morning, yes. all kids are a pain in the ass in the morning, <laughs> and it's like, you have the right to complain about it if you yes, want to. You do. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. do. Yes, you do. Megan's not allowed to complain about anything, because her life is just so perfect. She has no problems. Mm-hmm. No problems at all. So, Why are you complaining?
0: <sighs> well... I'm excited for Spare. I'm excited to. Uh, I'm excited to see what they produce of yeah, their wanna shows. Yeah, I want to see this uh, documentary and see what happens. Lives. And the other thing is, if you're not a Meghan Markle fan, I got a crazy idea. Just don't listen to the podcast. Just don't. Right? Like, there's right. that part of it too. Is, Just ignore her. Just like you, you would know, ignore someone you weren't yeah. interested. I in. mean, the thing is, is that I again, I'm saying positive things about her. But am I going to go listen to the her podcast anymore? No. You know, nothing against her, nothing against anything. I'm not, maybe she has someone on I want to listen to. Yeah, but but I'm just kind of like, it's okay. I don't think that, you know, because I I think that's the other part of it, too, is people are upset that she makes these, I don't know, it's just, I don't don't get into it. We're an hour into the damn podcast. So, anyway. Just, yeah, just leave Megan alone. (laughs)
1: Leave Megan alone.
0: (laughs) Just let her. Her be, life. If yeah. you don't want
1: to watch, don't watch. Maybe, you
0: know? I don't know, maybe 10, 15, 20 years from now will be, you know, just like with Monica Lewinsky. Like, we're sorry, Monica. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe she will be another one. Um, People will yeah. apologize to her for, for you know, villainizing her for just yeah. falling in
1: love. When it comes out, you know, how horribly she was treated and mm-hmm. whatever
0: yes alright well you All want right. to wrap this up take it home okay well if you like this podcast please uh,
1: give us a 5 star rating and if you have something nice to say you can even comment Comment. if you have something negative to say don't comment you can send us an <laughs> uh, email at pop podcast at gmail.com if you have some constructive criticism we're open to that and, um, yeah, that's, that's about it. it. Yeah, we'll see you. See you next time. All right, bye, bye.